Hello and welcome to episode 11 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan, teaming up with the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Hello, Terry. Hello, Bernard. How are you? Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Episode 1-1 of The One One. That's right. Didn't notice. I didn't realize that until just then. We um, better make this a special one, hey? Special. Better, be, might, might change things up by trying to actually tip a winner. Well, we've got 10 opportunities to do so mm. on a huge uh, Magic Moons Day at Pinjarra on Saturday. So we'll, we'll get into the preview uh, shortly. Um, but first of all, in all honesty, how do we top last week's performance? Daniel Cripps, tell yeah. us all about it, Terry. Yeah, he's pretty. Uh, he's pretty happy with himself as well. Obviously, there was a bit of mid-race pressure there, and um, he would have been feeling a little bit nervous. He actually messaged me um, uh, the day after and said, uh, looking at how uh, slowly they went early. Um, was it Bo or Christie rode Silver Cloud Three? He was actually had no issue with the ride on Silver Cloud Three. She was just putting some tempo into the race. But uh, no, we had a beer on the Sunday and we, we better not say too much because we actually had to lube his head up to get it out the door. Um, <laughs> it was that big by that stage of proceedings. But um, no, the, the fella can't, um, he can't miss at the moment. I think he's tipped a few more since and uh, they've all saluted. So he's, uh, he's definitely the man to follow at the minute. Yeah, so anyone who missed last week, I, I don't know how, but if you did, Cripper uh, <laughs> declared Catherine Wheel the best betting op, uh, proposition of 2020 thus far um, was around about the three dollar mark when the podcast was published mm-hmm. last Thursday afternoon started 220 and duly saluted uh, for Karen Kersley it was a good win too wasn't it and Chris Graham yeah <coughs> it was the way win. you want to see them win if, they, if there's a bit of pressure applied or if something doesn't 100% um, go to plan um, but it was just uh, yeah plain and simply it was just better than them too good for them yeah and uh, obviously uh, the the faithful, the one-one listeners, are hoping that Cripper can be uh, semi-regular on the podcast. Yeah. So next time he's back in Perth, uh, we'll make sure we can get him back on. Otherwise, we'll talk to our producer Jen about um, getting up to speed with the latest technology and try to beam him in, beam him in somehow. Terry, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, I think we can sort something of that nature out. Uh, yeah, a bit of a long-range podcast, but the time difference. Though, we just have to make sure he hasn't uh, been out in the source beforehand. I think that's probably the biggest <laughs> issue. So. We had Scenic Blast Stakes Day at Ascot last week and was dominated by the uh, extra exciting cup night. Put them to the sword, Terry. Boom. That was uh, very impressive, wasn't it? That was a rare one. We actually, I think me and you got off Cripper actually, didn't we? So, um, But that race was really given to Paddy Carberry. What about some of the thought processes there? Saraceno allowing... Valeroy to get going and not holding its back. Saraceno was an awesome run in that. That was a very, very, um, it was a poor ride, really. You should never, ever have left Valeroy's back. Uh, and now, then he found trouble in the straight. Don't fuss, went back to the fence. A horse that we all know needs room and galloping room to, to show his best. And then he found some trouble as well. Very odd rides, but um, Patrick Carberry was the beneficiary of it. And he rode Cup Night an absolute uh, 10 out of 10, and the horse demolished them, didn't he? Sure did, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's the real deal, Cup Night. I really enjoyed watching him in full flight. That was a terrific result for all concerned. Quick question. Best distance? Too early to determine? 14, I, I reckon. I agree. Uh, at fresh 1,200, Dynamite, yep. 14's his go. I agree, 100%. Um, but you never know. Um, the Machinos are doing everything from mm. a 1,000-metre horse like Fabergino to a, you know, 
derby place getter like Cockney Crew. So who knows what, what, what could happen. He has run second at a mile in the Northern Cup. More maturity. Could he develop into a railway stakes horse in 2020? Yeah. You never know. We'll see what happens. But um, good to see uh, some um, some uh, WA Racing Battlers get hold of a very nice horse in Cup Night. Also, the big show. Back, well, in, back, in, back in winning form. It's the big show. You're a WWE man. Oh, not really, but I know yeah, who you're okay. talking about. Yeah, big choke slam. Big fella, seven foot four, lots of pounds. Anyway, move on. He, <laughs> for all the wrestling fans out there, I'm sure you'll understand what Terry's going on about, but uh, the big show- He's about to put a sock in my mouth. Again, someone will understand that joke. The big show uh, got the cash uh, third up from a break or fourth up maybe uh, last Saturday. He looks on track to make a big impact this prep, beginning with uh, the Narragin Cup at Obviously, mm. Narragin on Sunday. He's the really? top weight. It's Narragin Cup and Narragin, is it? That's okay. right. There you go. There you go. Bre- breaking news on the 1 1 podcast, listeners. The so Narragin we- Cup's being held in Narragin this Sunday. Uh, that is a cracking field on Sunday as well, actually. I've had a quick look. Yes, he's a top weight. He's yes. going to be hard to beat again, surely. Um, yeah, Burning Pride as well. So it's a good little race, that one. Now, um, obviously, uh, Peter's Investments. The, the other uh, impressive winner of the day was Peter's Investments, man. Inspiration. Should have run girl. second inspirational ride from mm. uh the wizard william pike just doing wizardry things i reckon the, <laughs> the back of the leader was there for our little push uh paddy shadow at 35 to 1 if he takes it early mm. i reckon you'll find it's a different result but it was a tremendous ride so let's focus on the positives mm. it's a new me peter's investments have themselves another high quality horse there in inspirational girl and we have to give a shout out uh to a friend of mine he's on our whatsapp punters club chat hunty his father was the man who turned thirty dollars into ten thousand six hundred and seventy four dollars and sixty nine cents terry with a multi at ascot last saturday how's this for punting all up win bet guestine cup night coming around inspirational girl and lipstick flickers thirty dollars into 10k uh hunty's old man must be a listener to the one one i reckon what do you think terry yeah 100 percent. that's a, uh, incredibly uh good punting i saw it on um the website earlier in the week he got punter of the week did you see that yeah and deservedly uh, so mate he would have had his uh, heart in his mouth because it was only lipstick flickers grabbed the naconian in the final couple of strides so um no well done i always like to hear a story like that and even the naconian just made that one last push late oh, just yeah. to make it very interesting for the lipstick flickers mm-hmm. supporters um were you on the Naconian by any chance, Terry? No, no, I had a little bit. Lipstick flickers went up a silly price. I can get on for a very small amount. But uh, no, if it was a leader bias day, I reckon I would have been pushing the Naconian hard. So I was actually pretty happy when he uh, he got beaten because I didn't have a cent on and he's one that I tend to have a cent or two on. So And uh, he is going around at Pinjero this Saturday. Also on the quick backup, then we moved on to Bunbury on Sunday. It was the Rangeview Stud Classic Day. Great result for... The Durant family, Money Matters, straight to the front, um, held on late. He uh, he got the cash. He was a $37,500 Magic Millions Adelaide purchase. He's um, he's now won $143,000 and is primed to make a big impact in the Magic Millions 3-year-old classic mm. at Pinjarra on Saturday. The Durants, they they can pick them out at the sales. They don't sometimes they don't really spend a lot of money either. They've just had great success um, by finding these uh, value horses. And um, yeah, money matters. He's um, he's got a lot of talent, and he's a he's a big chance to to win the two features in uh, in seven days this weekend. So also there's a big run by Montalina. She's um, interestingly placed um, there, isn't she? Mm. Yeah. 
just sort of pops up. He sort of does. There's no real fluent campaigns, is there? So um, remembering yeah. she raced first up in the WA Guineas and went pretty pretty good, really. She did yeah. I'll ask uh, Steve Parnham and KC what he thought about uh, about that ride. So <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a very very controversial, sore, very controversial on the yes. day. But uh, Montalina is a filly worth following, I believe. This autumn could develop into a Oaks filly, so yep. might be one to take on the power of Peter's investments and. Um, one of your favourites, Santa Brianna, we'll have to forgive her. She suffered cardiac arrhythmia in the Rangeview Stud Classic. Mm-hmm. She has to trial again before she can make it back to the races. But from all reports, from the David Harrison yard, she's pulled up fine and they'll be progressing on with her preparation, Terry. It was odd tactically, I felt, to bring her back off 40 days. And then they also said they wanted to go forward on her. Just, it was, to me, a lot just didn't make um, much sense with, with all of that. But uh, hopefully she recovers and we see the best of her as a uh, late three-year-old. That's it. And speaking of three-year-olds, Belmont Trials on Monday, we saw the outstanding Peters Investments three-year-old Superstorm and Tuscan Queen in action. Both of them last raced in the Group 1 Kingston Town Classic at Ascot. They will be returning next Saturday in the Challenge Stakes for three-year-olds over 1,500 metres at Ascot. Now, uh, reported in the West Australian during the week, if Superstorm wins and wins well, he'll book his ticket to Melbourne for an autumn feature race assault, while Tuscan Queen, uh, she started a favourite in the Kingston Town Classic from memory. Uh, She... Was uh, she's heading towards a WA Oaks and WA Derby uh, preparation, so she's uh, a star filly and she'll no doubt make her presence felt as well. Now, tuning in to Twitter last night, I missed all the Jelton action uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, Terry. But they tell I, me, I wish I did. They tell me Maddie Derrick uh, rode a treble, yeah, she certainly did. Um, quite incredible for um, a youngster only having uh, what is it, five career rides for four winners. Um, arguably two of those winners on Angriani uh, were just the horse was incredible. You've really got to give it to the horse. But the rides on Push to Pass and um, especially, I know most will probably say the ride on Push to Pass getting the rails run was probably the pick off. But the ride on Wee Ripper um, was yeah really, really uh, probably above her um, experience in regards to how she handled that. So um, I unfortunately... Didn't find her in any of those. Uh, in any of those, but uh, no, she definitely is uh, one to follow. And while she's claiming, will she still claim the four for long? Probably. I think it's. I think it's five winners. Okay, so she hasn't got long claiming the four. But while she's claiming the three, and there isn't a huge amount now. Brody's just lost his uh, um, final kilo and a half. Jade's down to a kilo and a half. Uh, Chris Graham's still riding at three. Harry Grace. We think's gone back. Yeah, he's um, headed back to Victoria. Over Reef. So there is probably a bit of a dearth around at the moment. So really good opportunity for um, Maddie and probably Christy Bennett as well to start riding a, a few more winners and hopefully a couple in town. Yeah, she's a 21-year-old apprentice to Tiana Robertson and everything Tiana's touching at the moment is turning to gold. So um, keep an eye out for Maddie Derrick. She's had a blistering start to her career in the saddle. And if anyone is chasing information, WA Racing news and information, please follow our man Julio Santarelli uh, on Tab Touch and on at the races WA on Twitter. Julio and uh, also Jay Rooney from the West Australian. Both those fellas are on top of everything when it comes to the latest um, the latest headlines for WA Racing. During the week on Tab Radio, Julio provided updates on headline horses such as Massimo, Boom, Mare, This Will Test You, Vital Silver from, uh, uh, from the Pierce Brothers, Angelic Ruler, The Stable Mate, and the People's Champ, 
your horse, Terry, dig deep. They tell me he's back in, well, Julio tells me he's back in work on Friday. Yeah, well, I haven't actually heard anything of that nature myself, so I can't really um, shed much light. I only spoke to Dan the other day as well. So, uh, no, I read that we're apparently targeting the Roma Cup and the Belmont Sprint, which um interesting option, seeing as uh, the wait for age scale late in the three-year-old season is really, there's nothing in it. So, as an 82 rater, that seems a little ambitious, but uh, full faith in the Pierces to uh, take us through the grades. Well, that's it. He might be a railway stakes horse too, Terry, so he might need to get his rating up well, to, uh, we are, to avoid a ballot. We are looking at, uh, we do think at this stage of his career, he's a sprinter, probably 1,400 at most. So we probably won't see him in a railway stakes uh, just yet. We'll probably, um, yeah, we might, we might be looking at winning an Everest before we come back and taking a uh, railway stakes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Shoot for the stars, mate. So... Um, Speaking of, uh, so yeah, Vital Silver is heading across to Melbourne for for another crack um, at feature sprinting races over there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Melbourne, Scales of Justice, the former Railway Stakes winning superstar from the Lindsay Smith stable. He is currently favourite for the Group 1 CF4 Stakes at Caulfield on Saturday. Um, not forgetting exciting three-year-old stable mate, Adelaide Ace. It's a major player in the Group 2 Autumn Stakes also. So Lindsay Smith will be trying to win a feature race double at Caulfield this Barring weekend. Barring cylinders, isn't he? Yeah, and I don't know whether too many punters remember that time when Adelaide Ace got, got beaten I didn't did you have to bring that up? I reckon he won his next three after that, including two over Ace, and the only time I was on was at his first ever run i'm pretty sure he beat windstorm which is another horse in a really trial like to talk about in a trial yeah i went to the moment i saw how well windstorm went i took the whatever i think he went up to 80 or something jumped a dollar 40 or dollar 50 and um it was beaten by a lip baby naughty baby blues baby blues baby blues david, uh, david harrison horse knocked him off anyway beating a pimple less bad memories before we start uh, a 10 race card beach come on before we get into the card we have to mention our sponsors the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meets. Thanks, guys, for all your support. Now, the Mundaring Hotel, go and see Ian O'Connor in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, heart of the hills since 1899. Go see Butchie for a feed, flutter, and some froffies and tell him that you're a 1 1 listener and he'll take good care of you. Shout out to the great man himself. Butchie has a runner at Narragin this Sunday having its first start in a race. Bred it himself. Man your post for Robert and Todd Harvey. Now, he tips a lot in as an owner breeder, deserves a bit of luck. So fingers crossed. Good now, luck. Uh, the Mundaring Hotel, they kindly sponsor our WA Racing Mastermind competition. Big congrats to last week's winner, episode 10 winner, Sean Nichols. Your $100 Mundaring Hotel gift voucher is in the mail. We'll read out this week's quiz questions before we preview race five, Terry. Big week for uh, Sean, actually. His sister had twins on... Um Monday, Sunday, I should know that to be honest with you. His twi- uh, sister had twins in the last week as well. So well done, Sean. I'm sure you're more excited about being a mastermind, but uh, congratulations uh, on that as well. Congratulations, Sean. And Sean is also a winner of the um, Get Out Stakes. So he joins an illustrious dual winners club mm. of our two competitions. So well done and enjoy your time up at the Mundaring Hotel. Now, Market City meets is the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. They're located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt is the man. Again, tell him that you're a 1-1 listener when you pop in to see Timmy and he'll take good care of you. Market City Meat sponsors the very popular Get Out Stakes competition. It was hotly contested last week, Terry, with uh, Catherine Wheel. We had lots of uh, entries for her as the as the winner of the last 
last Saturday, the get-out, and the winner of the competition was Novak Smith. He nailed Catherine Wheel, 1.28 length margin officially. Novak lodged 1.20, so he was the closest. He got the big $100 gourmet beef pack from Market City Meat, so congratulations, mate. We'll quickly run through. For anyone who hasn't entered the get-out stakes previously, we'll give a quick run through of the competition details before we preview race 10, the get out at Pinjara this week, Terry. Perfect. Also, if you want to read Terry and uh, my previews for this weekend's uh, Pinjara meeting, go to the Betfair hub to read Terry's previews, his race analysis and his betting strategy. And if you want my leg up, go to bestbets.com.au. It is also published on the Oz Race website. After the podcast. That sounds a bit dirty, Veg. If you want my leg up, that sounds, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm in the wrong mindset here. I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> if you uh, stay tuned also after the podcast for horses to follow, top-notch trialers, whatever happened to, and um, maybe Terry might have some Betfair lays later in the program yep. as well. Yep, listeners can get the first crack at them. I'll put them up and uh, I won't tweet about them until maybe half an hour or an hour after the uh, podcast goes up so you can have first crack at a couple of uh, couple of horses I want to take on. Good. Okay. Are you ready to start, Terry? 100%. Pinjarra Park, Magic Moons Classic Day, mm-hmm. Saturday, February 8. Rail is true. We're looking at around the 29, 30 degree day. Terry, have you got a uh, pattern, a likely pattern or a predicted well, pattern? I, when I did my form, I haven't actually allowed for any weather. Have you? Any inclement weather? No, neither have I. It says there's a 20, 30% chance of uh, thunderstorms in the morning, but... I have simply not allowed for that. Um, the Pinjarra track tends to be pretty consistent in regards to you. You do want to be close to the pace. The majority of the races are won by horses. But that, that's just probably racing in general in West Australia at the moment. Um, won by horses closer to the speed. But as we saw last time Pinjarra a few weeks ago, horses like uh, Pam Bella um, came from came from well off them um, in a race that probably had more speed and weaker speed. So um, don't be afraid to to hop into a back market. But again, you just you just want to be having that slight lean to horses uh, closer to the speed. BJ, I've noticed that you really want to be either two wide or three wide, improving into the race um, if you want to come from behind. Rails in run doesn't seem like a really great place to be at Pinjarra at the moment. So if you're uh, working your way into the race three and four wide with momentum on the sweeping turn, I think you can run on into the race if you're coming from off speed, of course. If there's a little bit of rain around, your uh, that theory will probably only be um, magnified, I'd yes. suggest, because it can be a lot. Uh, it can be hard to pick up and sprint, obviously, when there's a bit of slop underneath your feet. So um, another interesting watch in that sense. Uh, I think one or two that I don't mind might be tucked away but um we'll back some good horses in i think today beach i'm pretty excited about this 10 race card to be honest with you yeah me too it was a whole uh it was a it was a long journey work, oh, working yes. working through all this yeah. all this form but um let's see if we if it's all worth it for us on saturday terry so i reckon it will be i reckon it's going to be a good day it's been a while been been sitting on the fence a bit lately so i think it's time to um yeah i think it's time to have a bit of a crack hey beach Looking forward to it. Race uh, one. The Betty of Bet maiden over 1,300. We're alarmed. We won't discuss the fact that there's another maiden on a Saturday grade. We'll just embrace it and um, and try and find a winner. Uh, did anything really stand out to you here, Bernard? Not particularly. I, I found this very challenging uh, to kick off Magic Moon's day. I ended up landing on On The Run. I didn't mind its first run last Saturday, 1,200 metres. It can be a little bit tardy away, which um, could prove an issue if it does, if it gets back in this full 
what 16 horse field if it mm -hmm. gets back too far it just might be setting itself too much of a task if it can begin cleanly for brad parnham and hold perhaps a midfield running position the way that it hit the line last saturday i would suspect 1400 meters is right up its alley if anything i'm leaning towards on the run i actually don't mind its um its price actually i'm uh, interested to know what did you price this race, Terry? I did, actually. I, this was the first race I did. I, f I often find if I leave the maiden until last, I run out of steam by that stage. So I actually went uh, probably more in-depth in this maiden than any other race for the entire day. So uh, I marked at $10, but it was one I easily could have probably had uh, a point or two shorter as well. So um, I, I liked it to run two uh, last week. I thought it hit the line um, pretty well. It's trial before that. It actually showed a little bit of gate speed with Tyler Conway on it. So that is the key, though. I don't think I can get back to last and um, and win the race from Barrier 4, but, um, yeah, I can see where you're heading there. Other than that, I thought that there's, if you wanted to, there's a lot of value around mm. um, double-figure uh, opportunities. Rue may keep him for the Maley Yard, might be able to run a race. There's a couple of horses here, I Hope You Dance and Magic Empire, that have been very costly to follow for punters, so you're pretty brave. Uh, diving into those two. The only other horse I'd like to mention in a wide open race is worth a risk. If it gets a run for the Pierce Brothers and Joey has a party, I think worth a risk is worth, worth, a, risk. worth a spec. Yeah, worth a risk. Terry, have you got anything to add for the maiden? Uh, a little bit of a, a spec on mine. For just touch on what you said there with Magic Empire and I hope you dance. I think you've um, absolutely middled that with those two. They're two very uh, costly runners. It actually brings us to the first of the Betfair Lays today as well, BJ. So I think um, at the time of recording, 10.52 a.m. Thursday morning, most of the markets are going up now. I think $3.60 looks the best Magic Empire. Um I haven't actually thought. I'll put up about five bucks, I guess, after that. So, um, yeah, it's just a horse that's had enough chances. I do think it's probably suited back down to 1,300 blinkers on pike on good gate in a weak maiden. But, I mean, this horse has been ridden. It had, it's had – where are my stats? So it's had 17 starts. 15 of those it started $5 or less, and I reckon nine of those it's been ridden an absolute treat just behind the speed and not been able to get the job done. And the, the horses which have beaten it haven't franked the form really either. So a lot of them have. Some one or two have, but a lot of them haven't. So it just seems seems to find a way to get. Oh, it does. Yeah, I think I heard Durant interviewed uh, a start or two ago about. It. He said, "Look, I've always got the horse going well. It always looks a treat. We're always confident it's going to run a race, but he just doesn't um, like winning. So uh, hard to get involved. And you can't get involved with. Um, I hope you dance from the widest gate um, for a stable that's really struggling. I think he can win. I think he'll run the quickest final splits. But you're asking a lot for a stable that's out of form at the moment. Uh, just a little spec for me, and you touched on him before, and you could probably, I reckon if you had to take a stab where I was going to go, you probably would have picked this one. But um, I thought May Keep Him's uh, first up effort was pretty good. I don't think that the stewards report completely does him justice. Mm. McGrady looked to go outside of Sunol, who was in front of him. Um, then he started pulling the stick, but there was never a gap. So he started going back on the inside. And he, was, he was on heels on the line. It was one of those efforts. And if we were doing a Terry's tantrum this week, BJ, do you know what it'd be about? Using the whip when you're behind other horses. Horses can't actually jump the other horses. They don't have this magical pogo stick, which Darren's once discussed for Elite Bell. 
I hate seeing whips pulled when your horse doesn't have clear galloping room and they've got a horse right in front of it. I don't, I don't understand what you're asking of the animal to do. So this isn't a superstar. This horse is, is far from a superstar, but I reckon you can land just behind the speed here. Um, we go back to uh, a second placing last campaign where Cup Knight just got over the, two campaigns ago, sorry. Cup Knight just got over, got over the top of him. Um, further behind him was Wack and Tanker, Colourful Chloe, Machino Miss and over there. Pretty good form for a maiden. Uh, I think this horse has the ability to sustain a run, not pick up and sprint. So I'd love to see him land 1-1, one, one, maybe one pair further back, take off at the bend um, and try and outgrind him. I think at about 17, 18 to 1 at the moment, he is worth something each way without doubt. Yep. Good, Terry. Yeah, well, Terry's with uh, may keep him each way. I'm going to have something on on the run each way, Terry. I like it. We needed to find some value there. I'd be disappointed if either of us landed on Magic Empire or uh, or um, I hope you dance there. So they'll now run the Quinella and we apologise. <laughs> yeah. Race two is the Joseph Charles Learmont Duffy Handicap. That's an impressive, I was gonna say, I'm glad impressive you, name. I'm glad for, you read that out, not me. For Joe Duffy. Um, very, yeah. Speaking sounds, like, of it, sounds like it should be a Sir, the Sir Joseph, anyway. That was yep. almost like Sir Desmond. Yeah, it's a little bit Sir Desi, isn't he? Now, coming around, four straight chasing on uh, Saturday. Any way you can see this horse getting beat, Terry? Yeah, 100%. I think this is its biggest um, This is his biggest test today. Just a quick look at those three victories before this. He's um, had the run of the race and he's beaten Choice Command, who probably hasn't um, made that form look huge. Uh, next time he was one of few horses to make ground, but he got the perfect card up. And again, Debalacia hasn't necessarily made that form look great. Last week, he got an absolute... How good was that ride from William Pike? Got off the back of Maribel right at the right time. Have I got the right race? Yeah, got off the back of Maribel right at the right time. And just an absolute treat um, to get past and beat Speeding Comet, who was arguably coming again at him late in the line. So um, Speeding Comet's obviously a question mark at the 1400. So this is definitely his major test. I mean, you're talking Lord Help Me Run. Um, who, if he was getting out the gates cleanly, you could argue that he probably might have won his last two, just about knocked off dance music on um, on both occasions. Mm. But um, it's hard to it's hard to say that on this occasion uh, he will get out the gates because he is beginning so poorly um, at the moment. But uh, yes, to answer your question, BJ, getting in the long winded type of way, he can be beaten, and I'd like to know where you've got him in the speed map here. This was the thing. This is what I came up with, Terry. The only way I can really see coming around getting beaten is if he faces the breeze. Um, that's very good. I've got him facing the breeze. Yeah. Just about got him facing the breeze here. So though. if if he faces the breeze, it's a it just it a completely different scenario from what he's used to. If he can, if Pike can somehow gain some cover in running, I think he'll just win. He'll just be curled up and he'll just out sprint them because there's just no tempo in the race. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Darty's the leader. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, Darty's twelve hundred to a mile. Yep. I reckon that the camp would be saying we'd like some cover or we'd like to probably give him a, a softer debut over this uh, increased distance but i can't see um so that's a, i mean the only other option is red publisher going forward and leading him up and it's a far better horse um when it sits on um when it has a back so and i'm pretty sure the last time red publisher led ashley maley got rather upset with those tactics as well so oh, was that harry grace it was harry grace Do you know who yeah. else got upset with those tactics bj uh terry lane he did yes <laughs> So this is a really interesting race because yeah, Darty's going to find itself in front. There's going to be no tempo. 
Lord Help Me Run has been slow away. I reckon Red Publisher will be looking for cover. He's a part well, from Barrier One. Red Publisher just lands on yeah, Darty's back. Very yeah. simple. And Jade, Jade's a good study reform, good study of speed maps. And especially um, knowing that Ashley definitely doesn't want to lead on this horse, she'll be like, well, I'm going to have that back. So. Um, yeah, Pisa Parker can't get out the gates, so it's a horse that's going to, you'd think, will go back. Field of Vision likes been ridden cold. That, well, that could be the one as well. That's the thing. This is, this is how little's in it in that sense. Uh, Field of Vision up to the mile could be one that is ridden a little more aggressively. It's mm. a better horse ridden cold, and it's a, also a better horse over a sprinting journey. Um, but just in regards to working on a speed map, it, it's one that may just sort of be left up there, I guess. So Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very intriguing tactical battle, this. And you would suspect if it comes down to tactics that the wizard's going to come out on top. Uh, it's just It just happens time and time again. Coming around, I think he's ready for the mile now. He's had three goes at 1,400. Bang, bang, bang. Quick backup mile. If he gets cover, I just can't see how they're, how they're going, to, going to beat him. I, I know that there's a slight question, queries about the strength of his form lines. I just, don't, I just think he's just going to keep getting better as he progresses through the grades. He's just one of those horses. His three-odd form when he was with Raquel Williams last season really stacks up, around third in a Belmont Guineas at a mile. Um, in a mystery miss and true attraction, like that's pretty good form. Lord help me run, it's just not jumping. I mean, I've had him on top his last three. I'm trying to will him over the line, but he's just, say, he's so just so not so jumping. Is this the league we should get on then? This is I the week he pings, lands on coming arounds back in the 1-1. One, one. Yeah. And, uh, and you're... Uh, you're not on. It might be might be an in run type situation, yeah, Terry on Betfair. What do you think? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, there's nothing I want to come up with any degree of confidence here. I'm hoping that Chris Graham on Yeah Darty doesn't just let this become a complete nut of walk, even though the horse isn't suited at the mile. And if mm -hmm. he can, if he can have coming around um, outside of him and put a little bit of pressure on before the straight, maybe even roll off the fence. A horse that does fly here, and and you, I just don't think we can completely uh, discounted is um, is Red Publisher, my old favourite. So uh, with only 54 and a half uh, on his back, I didn't think his last run um, in the... Sorry, let's go back to the Mandra Cup three starts ago. I didn't think that run was that uh, that much inferior to Lord Help Me Run. Um, with the claim, I think he makes that horse two kilos better here. He's got the draw where... Every other every other horse has a question in the speed map. There's no real question mark. Red Publisher should land on Yeah Darty's back in position A. Um, forget his runs in the Mungrup on a massive leader bias day. Huge effort in the Batavia when held up. Probably should have won. Really, probably yeah. should have won the Batavia. Yeah, hundred percent. That's with the sixty kilos over thirteen hundred, which, as an eight year old, is probably right at the minimum distance he wants to be at. Look, I prefer this over probably 15, 14, 15 than the 16, but with 54 and a half litres back around the $10 mark, this isn't going to be one of my big plays for the day or anything of that nature, but um, I simply I simply think we've got to have something on it um, at pretty close to double figures. Bernard? I'm thinking along similar lines, looking for a double figure opportunity. One of my horses to follow last week was He's a Parker. Absolute cracking run uh, behind Dance Music in the Australia Day Trophy last start. This small field is going to suit him. He's just going to lob along at the back. If he can uh, get a nice trail into the race, peel and sprint, I wouldn't be surprised to see he's a Parker, um, who probably will push out to $20 plus on the exchange. I wouldn't be surprised to see he's a Parker make things very interesting for coming around and the others other fancies late terry very interesting race it's not a race you want to get too involved in just because the speed map is so 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 ugly i think if you have a if you have a strong lean to a horse being able to out sprint this lot from a pretty slow tempo then that's probably the way you want to go but um 
Yeah, as I said, I'm which does sort of sound a little bit like uh, coming around, though, it doesn't does, it? It does. <clears throat> but even, yeah, I don't think we can discount Lord help me run in that sense either. And mm. even if he does bungle the start, if if they're absolutely walking, you could tack on without using any. So. Yeah, yeah. Look, you can uh, dissect a very difficult speed map to your black and blue in the face. BJ, but um, yeah, I, I'm going to have a very small bet, Red Publisher, but um, basically going to be staying out here. Yeah, me too on He's a Parker. Mm-hmm. Moving on, race three, the Chaff City Pinjarra Handicap, 1,200-meter graduation. We've got a very smart three-year-old filly resuming celebrity queen, mm. went up a touch over the even money mark on the local uh, the local uh, operator. Mm-hmm. This morning, that got knocked off very quickly, <laughs> extremely quickly. There that was. Yeah, I have my suspicions. Mm. And um, really, Celebrity Queen stands out like a sore thumb, doesn't she, in this yeah, race? Yeah, she really does. Um, it's, it's bad luck that uh, it beats her here. I, I was talking to you before, and I said, it's, it's been a long time. We were talking about it at the Tom Jemison, which we'll touch on later, obviously, but we were saying how it's been a while since we've seen a genuine $1.30, $1.40 pop go around. Um, I think if she drew barrier one, two, three, four, five, she would have been a dollar thirty-five type thing. Um, she's got something on this field, just just absolute class on this field. Here it comes though. But but barrier however. barrier twelve on a potential potentially a track which is difficult to make ground on. Pikey could try and settle her a bit closer and get caught wide. Pikey could go back to last and find some trouble. Sophie Song, who I believe is the main danger, um, could get it soft in front, give a good kick. At the top of the straight, and Celebrity Queen might be an absolute moral beat. And so um, I'm happy being on it over $2 still. Mm. Um, very, very happy saying that. I'm happy being on it over $2. Really trust uh, the jockey. I trust this horse. I trust this stable. Um, but you can get around $10 Sophie's song. And I feel it uh, depends how you want to stake. But if you can just get your money back on Sophie's song. So if you're having six units on or say nine units on uh celebrity queen at the even money you just have one unit on sophie's song at your 10 to 1 and um to just in case that does occur beach but um the second and third favorites in the market or very close to a distant trilogy and morgs freeman both horses are going nicely but both horses are going to have to out sprint celebrity queen they won't be able to get near her not going to sprint home so um yeah easy one for me beach celebrity queen on top with sophie's song the uh the blowout if they kick Clear. Have you got Sophie's leading, by the way? I do, yeah. Yes, that we came to hold the lead. I thought you might have been circling Nobelium. No, I, I map. Map, map, map. Outside leader? Concern. I almost think that they might go back here. Um, they're being, they've been caught deep or had to work in the breeze hard at their last couple. Fashion, um, is fashion forward the sticking point? For- yeah, fashion forward's the sticking point. Uh, I think with Dinah Bell, um, to show we don't have Crip here to discuss mm. the tactics uh, with Kyra, but Dinah Bell's a real 1,000-metre horse, yep. so I reckon that um, uh, tipster extraordinaire Cripster, uh, that nearly rhymed. It wasn't even meant to start it. Yeah, it wasn't bad, was it? Uh, I think he'll be telling uh, Kyra to take a sit on them. Uh, so the 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 outside the lead might be there for Nobelium, but um, yeah, fashion forward can be a little bit of a, a menace at times. So, um, but yeah, if Nobelium does find the outside the leader, it, it's it's definitely um, going well enough. But it'll have to work to get there, probably leaving it susceptible late. And if Serenity Bay could get it two starts ago, this is a better horse, Celebrity Queen, than uh, Serenity Bay. So, yeah, all things being equal, Celebrity Queen, Beige. And if you can get the, I think I just saw $2.30 with one of the agencies as well. So mm. my 220 doesn't even look that good at the moment. But um, 
yeah, hard to beat. Very hard to beat. I, I suspect there'll be a three-wide line forming. Pike will, Pikey will just tack onto the three-wide line. Balance her up. Wooshka? Wooshka all mm-hmm. over Red Rover. I, I actually think Celebrity Queen will be winning group enlisted races very soon. Yep. So just uh, follow her all prep. Start the dollar sixty in the um what was it? The listed uh it was a listed race. Uh, Dig Date was in it, so I should remember its name. Yeah, the thousand meter race won by Amelia. Yeah, the three year old classic, yeah. yes. Amelia's on fire, yeah. So um and then was probably a little bit stiff um in the Belgravia as well. Found to so. be found to be Shinsaw post yep. race too. So and even her debut when she beat some sort, that that form now looks okay, doesn't it? So very good. Um yeah, no. She is the class animal by a long, long, long way, and um, despite the sticky draw, happy backing the uh, the big fella in. Me there too. Race four, West Speed Ooh. Platinum Handicap. Mm-hmm. Talk about tough. I just want to see if you're going again. How many more times can uh, I actually set a market? How many more times can Bernard tip Gates of Babylon <laughs> until he finally says that's enough? Well, I'm, uh, I'm pulling the pin. I'm usually a three strikes and you're out type of operator. Mm-hmm. Um, not out entirely, but yeah, like Lord help me run. I've had to, I've had to jump off um, him, watch him win punters, and I am looking for something to beat Gates of Babylon. Even though this does look really set up nice. Two sex, two sex beats. are just keying in a multi at the moment for Gates of Babylon into uh, Lord help me run. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, all right, we're good to go. He looks set up for him, doesn't he? He's got to find the rail in front, which he hasn't done all prep. Um, but I, look, it looks perfect. It looks it? perfect for him, which is why it's. I've got to find something to beat him. Like he and the, the markets um, ag- agrees with that. Terry, I think he was five dollars open on the local agency, yeah. firming, yep. uh, firming across the board. So yeah, Chris Graham's going to have his first ride on him. His quirky horse. I think there could be a bit of pressure in the race as well. I'm going to be interesting to see how he handles it. And also the sticking point is I did some stats on the Brett Pope stable uh, during the week and I'm just going to have to oppose him for now until yeah, they start, start getting warm again. Yep. Um, That's spot on. It's it, The stable is um, – I haven't seen a stable because I think he's got a lot of nice horses at the yep. moment and a lot of horses that should be peaking in campaigns at his home track mm. as well. This should be this should be his time and it's – um. It's incredible how badly the stable is going at the moment. But when it turns, it turns. Yeah. So um, hopefully yeah. um, he turns it around. Maybe not in this race if we're not on Gates of Babylon, but uh, shortly. Yes, I, I found this race really tricky. I ended up landing on something which is a touch wide. Um, interested to see what your thoughts on this, Terry. is a horse by the name of Over <laughs> Overthought. You're kidding. Why You're actually kidding? I was like really excited to tell you that I, I'm about to declare overthought in this race. Oh, you joking? No, nah, I'm not. That's are what you, I was just talking are about. You winding me up? Are you winding me up? 100% or? I'm not. I'm not winding you up. 100%. There you go. I'm just showing BJ my bit of paper at the moment. Right. Yeah. Um, well, tell, oh, let's you, let's you, discuss it. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, I, I I what I like about this type of horse is I, I'm not a big. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't tip many with Ryan Hill on board. Uh, I wouldn't tip many um, Fenella Martin horses. Um, I don't, there isn't much. I didn't go into this race. Sometimes you go into a race, and, and we do enough reviews and whatnot that we sort of have an idea where we're going to land. You know, mm. going into this race, I I, I wasn't sure where I was going to land, and I definitely didn't think. I, I almost. Barely gave this Thor horse a uh, an afterthought, mm. let alone an overthought, Bernard. But um, my theory with this horse is uh, it's had now. Um, let me just get to my notes here. He's had the the five career starts. Um, three of those occasions he's led or sat outside the leader, and he looks really tough. Like he looks like he's really happy to to get in for the fight. Um, 
Second up, uh, when he finally did lead, he beat Locker in, obviously, who won a Saturday race a few weeks ago. I don't think you can worry about that sort of franking the form with mm. the gap between runs and whatnot. But it was a, a really comfortable jump run and lead win at Pinjarra. Um, he then came out against Choice Commanding, only won by 0.1 of a length. But that's because he did a bit wrong late and he, and he laid in quite badly late. I think he was going on to win that race probably by a full length um, if he was a little bit more tractable. Strong, strong rating race, that too, on the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah Arsenal, I think, was about three lengths further back in third. Choice Command has made that form look pretty good. We've just discussed Choice Command and... Uh, coming and around. Coming around, mm -hmm. thank you, um, in that race. Um, in between those, the, the race before the locker-in race, he um, they took a sit from a wide gate, didn't want to be there, so... Not uh, her go, her go. Sorry, it's a her. There you go. Uh, not her go. Uh, first up uh, was first up at the 1400 metres and she was taken on uh, and took a sit. Now, again, I think this horse's strength is her toughness from mm. what we've seen thus far. Um, when she took the sit, uh, she still actually came again late and ran a really nice race um, up along the cutaway. Sweet Dreaming and Gunna go. Um, go would both be pretty well in the market in a race um, of this nature. I don't, I don't think they'd be too far from the top couple of picks in a race of this nature. So what I'm looking at here is the fact that Oberthought should find the outside of um, Gates of Babylon pretty comfortably, and that looks your obvious little speed map. I'm then just going to back in the horse that I think might be tougher against a horse that's uh, from an out-of-form stable, and that's simply what I, what I came down to. If it turns into one of those front-running races where they, they're fighting it out at the end, I think, I think Oberthought can... Um, put her nose in front and uh, she's anywhere from 17 to 21 to one with the agencies I'm, I'm looking at at the moment. So I'm, um, yeah, I want to, I want to have something on Bernard. Yeah. You summed up exactly <laughs> how I saw it, Terry. I thought she was going to land out. So I actually can't believe you landed on that. That's one I did not see you landing on. So. Uh, I think he's going to, she is going to land outside gates of Babylon. And if they get into a two horse war, just the way gates of Babylon's going at the moment, I can see overthought just wearing him down late mm -hmm. and at, at the prices like that's um I think, i'm just what trying to, you, yeah what did you mark over thought 11 dollars. yeah 11 yeah. 11 bucks yeah. yeah that's very good i just went up 17 18 this morning and i thought oh this is probably one that i only um sort of i'm looking at i don't think this is this will be an overly supported runner so i didn't actually dive into the 17 18s but now that we're on the same wavelength uh, i dare say that uh i will uh i'll pull the trigger early on overthought bj yeah so there was that it's just one of those races where there's a heap of winning possibilities mm -hmm. if you want to go through every runner you can you can make a case for probably about 10 or 12 would you say really. you'd be black and blue in the face you would be like you'd be completely uh cast and you probably wouldn't play in the race so mm -hmm. i'm narrowing my focus i think overthoughts they've got the i've got the overlay with overthought and um the map looks good Reckon Gates of Babylon is a touch susceptible still, mm -hmm. and uh, if he is, Overthought will be there to pounce. 100%, 100%. Could not agree with uh, you anymore. Be interesting to see how Abby Lane goes from a wider gate, which we've been looking forward to, but takes a very good horse to win with 60 kilos from barrier 15, probably sitting three or four deep the trip. So um, Just touching on Abby Lane, mm -hmm. last start, would have been interesting to see mm. where Abbey Lane finished had it got on the back of Serenity Bay yep. in front of Media Baron. Interesting tactics on that occasion. I felt Paul Harvey could have got on the back of Serenity Bay in the three wide line. We've got Toad right into the race. I reckon he would have gone close. But anyway, faces a tough task from the draw with the with the 60 kgs, as can, Terry mentioned. Can definitely win, though. It's a, it's a horse that's probably – its strength is um, a bit like overthought. It's probably mm. being tough um, on pace. So if, to sprint home like – 
uh, to sprint home like he did um, suggests that he's flying. But um, yes, very tough from there. Moving on to race five, the Thoroughbred Breeders WA Pearl Classic 1300 metre race for the Phillies and Mares. Terry, I think you've got a big announcement for the listeners. Uh, oh, another one of the uh, the Betfair lays. Yes, sorry, I didn't know where we were going there. Uh, well, let's do the race first and it'll come up naturally, actually. Yeah, how did you uh, have this map looking as uh, something I was interested in, Bernard? Did you have Flower of War finding the fence here? Yes, I did have Flower yes. of War working forward to lead. Mm-hmm. And I had City Circle coming across with her to land outside leader, even though it probably doesn't really want to be there. I think that's its only real option. Yep. Emily Argo, uh, box seating, and Perceive is the sort of horse that might be able to land in the 1-1 one, one and just be a bit, bit, of, bit, a bit of a funny spot there. But yeah, um, Flower of War in front leading City Circle outside leader. City Circle has um, sat outside the leader twice in its career, for, well, t- twice in its career and two of those, uh, for two very good wins. Um, so I don't know if, uh, I, I didn't, I think it looked, um, I think she looked very um, uncomfortable inside horses last start. Agree, yeah. I don't want to give her too many excuses for that effort because if you look back at, but if you look back at her previous run, sorry, her previous defeat on the 18th of December, she looked uncomfortable underneath, um, she looks a bit uncomfortable that day as well. Uh, I don't know whether we're just finding excuses for her amongst a victory where she beat Delaney, who I don't think um, I think goes around at Albany today. So I don't know if that's going to necessarily frank the form. But um, City Circle is a horse that showed a fair bit of promise as a three-year-old. So sitting outside the lead area, I think she's uh, she is one to watch, BJ. But I'm uh, very keen on a horse that I've never backed, which is a concern hopping in now when he's 10 she's. They're all she's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten starts for six wins is Flower of War. Um, really like the use of this claim to get the informed Chloe as a party on and get her in uh, with just the 58 and a half. She's the, she's the class runner here. And, and when she finds the rail, this horse is obviously very difficult to beat. Uh, we'll have Henty Gal. Did you say you had Henty Gal on her back? Yeah. Um, Henty Gal. No, I had um, Emily Argo. Uh, okay, Emily Argo yep. crossing and finding with probably Henty Girl three back the fence. Yep. Yep. Um, City Circle outside of her. And then you said a horse like Perceive or something. Could be uh, nuisance, nuisance value one more. Yeah, yeah, a bit of nuisance value. I think there's just, um, I, I, just, I just don't see how any of them can grab her if it took free trade till the final stride to grab her last week. And Festival Miss with Pike and a good gate on couldn't grab her last week. So um, if she's trained on well, if she's a happy horse and, and Chloe. I'd like to see her um, not fight the horse or whatnot. If she if she can be a bit of a handful at times, just let her roll um, coming into the bend. She likes the track here. Uh, she's two from two. Um, she's won over the 1,300 in the past. I think at about four bucks, I've marked her a clear favourite at closer to three to one. Um, and where we were heading before, BJ, Serenity Bay. $2.30, you said with one of the agencies, $1.95, didn't you? Local agency. Oh, that's local agency. That's absolute, um, that's uh, that's hogs wallop. <laughs> that's absolute hogs wallop, that is. $1.95. So I'll be laying her. Um, I think you can get two thirty. I'll be. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure out exactly what I'll put. Yeah, you up. don't have to quote any prices. The, the at best. The, the best part of four bucks. We're so putting up double the price. Um, yeah. No. She's simply. I, I think she's a reasonable horse and. Um, and uh, she's she looks somewhat progressive, but 
She got the perfect run to beat Nobelium. Uh, Media Baron beat her fair and square after a perfect ride again, and she's not getting out the gates all that well. Um, I think she'll be better off. I know she's two from two at the 1300, but I think she'll be better off over a mile and and further. Um, yeah, she's going to end up a few pairs back. I, I think yeah, people are going to say, well, hang on, Pike chose her over Festival Miss. I think you find that um, they wanted to claim on Festival Miss because the only other time she's carried more than 57, they claimed on her despite Pike being available as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't take that as, oh, hang on, Pike wants to ride Serenity Bay. I'm pretty sure he would ride Festival Miss if given the opportunity. You think so? Yes. Really? Yeah, okay. definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Festival Miss, and Festival Miss is a real Pike horse. It's another one I'd be happy to lay from the, the barrier, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, but... I better not lay everything. Um, so at $4, we can uh, hop into Flower or War at that price. Um, I'd be, look, my, my strategy, and it depends the prices you can get, um, but I'm hopping into Flower or War and I'm getting my money back on two runners, uh, City Circle and Henty Gale, both around the $10, $12 mark. So again, at those prices, you can have five units Flower or War, half a unit City Circle, half a unit Henty Gale, just to finish square on the race taking on the horse that I don't think can win in Serenity Bay and I just don't see another danger. So um, from a betting point of view, probably in, in that in that pretty safe structure, one of my um, one of my more confident races for the day, BJ. Okay. I actually thought it was a good setup for Serenity Bay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, we needed this. Um, third up, Team Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Media Baron's no no slouch, right? And he just happened to get on the back of her, track into the race, and just get her get her late, second up at Ascot. That was a quite a fast race. I think that will bring her forward significantly towards a big peak, um, dropping from fifty seven to fifty four and a half. I'd like to see Pike keep her off the fence. As I said, I'm not a huge fan of rails in run at Pinjarra. If the wizard can keep her one off and then just edging outwards into the clear on straightening, I think she, um, I, I believe she can win. Flower of War is, is the obvious. If she, if um, Chloe has a party, can get her to, I don't know, to come to an agreement <laughs> with, Be a with, happy horse. with Flower of War who, who can take some riding. Gee, she fought Paul Harvey out in front mm-hmm. the other day. So that was a slight query for me, Chloe, although I imagine Chloe rides her most mornings at, at track work, uh, being apprenticed to Simon A. Miller. So Flower of War crosses, leads. She's going to be – she's always a hard horse to get past Flower of War. Mm-hmm. But I just think that the Serenity Bay is a horse that they've always had a big opinion of. We'll find out more about her on Saturday. I don't think the price is right, though. I was – I was. Can too- you let the listeners know? Is anyone? Is there only going to be any of the four dollars left for them to play now? After uh, <laughs> if, if you get a hold of it first, I, I was two sixty Serenity Bay oh. Flower of War three seventy five, and they were the only two really. And then Henty Gal I sort of had around the seven eight dollar mark. <laughs> Serenity Bay eight bucks. Did you really? Yeah, I'm an opinionated wanker. Yeah, yeah. No, right we've there. established that. Yeah, so we- <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Serenity Bay is uh, is for me. I, I believe. The, the current market will flip closer to yep. start time and I would suspect they'll be they'll be truckloading Flower of War who may even challenge Serenity Bay for favoritism, which could mean late Betfair, Serenity Bay um, like could could be a go for me. So I'm going to wait to, to see if, if the price is available. Why do you think I'm laying it? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's why they call you the guru, my friend. Well, in all fairness, though, I've, I've, I've laid probably 10, 15 in the last few weeks and... Um, Quite a lot of them do start over the price I lay them because that, that's why I'm doing it. But mm-hmm. there's been a few that haven't. I mean, um, 
pick your battles. I laid at seven to one uh, for the full. Someone took the full amount, and I expected it to to back it back at a longer price. And I, I had to, yeah, it traded at about five twenty. So mm-hmm. whoever got me that day got me got a really good price. There was Harry Thomas maybe a month or two ago. Again, I laid it at four bucks. It traded two eighty or something. So yeah, just uh, there are definitely some um, some errors made. Oh man, there's some some good prices there. So if you mm-hmm. if you want to take me on, hundred percent, get involved. All right, head to head. I'm Serenity Bay. Terry is flower of war. Tick. Uh, he's nominated a couple of horses outside of the obvious as potential blowouts. My horse, which was a horse to follow, ran second in this race last year, Was uh, just got beaten by a horse called Mickey Moto, is resistance. Mm. Could be a smoky. Uh, 50 to 1. Yeah, big price. Yeah. Probably should have gone close to winning last start watching the replay again. But how many times do we say about resistance? Yes. Should have gone close to winning. Yeah, last just start, add the so. price and and yeah. and races well at Pinjarra. If it gets back and and is cons- uh, like gets that one flowing run into yep. the race, she it could can, be a three wide line. She can she can she can bob up at a big price. So yeah. now there's um, um yeah worse roughies than that. Time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. Last week's winner, Sean Nichols, he was the mastermind with the Scenic Blast-themed questions. This week, we have four all circling around the Magic Millions being Magic Millions Classic Day at Pinjarra this Saturday. Question one, Steve Wolf has two runners in this year's Magic Millions two-year-old classic. Can you please name the previous Magic Millions two-year-old classic winner that Steve Wolf trained and what year that horse won? Question two, Name the horse Paul Harvey rode to win the 2015 Magic Millions two-year-old classic and who was the trainer? Question three. This is a tough one. This is going to sort out who the real masterminds are. Boys from the men. 2001, going way back. Magic Millions two-year-old classic winner Gambay or Gamby was a half-brother to what Perth Cup winner? So that was uh, that was some mare through a uh, Magic Millions winner and a Perth Cup winner. So if you can get that. Very good work. Question four. This was some edition of the Magic Means three-year-old classic back in 2011. Can you please tell us, who did Playing God defeat in the Magic Means three-year-old classic of 2011? If you can get all those four questions correct, you'll be in the running for a $100 gift voucher from the Mundaring Hotel, Terry. Good uh, good questions this week, Beach. Oh yeah. How, how do you think you would have gone? Oh, I reckon I would have struggled. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm uh, this week's mastermind. Let's just say that, hey. Okay. So yep, get your get your entries in. I forgot to mention. Make sure you direct message them to us on Twitter at the one one pod, and uh, winners will be announced after five pm on Monday afternoon on Twitter. Perfect. Race six is the Duchemus Silver Bowl, Terry. Working into later on in the program, Gee, this has been a this is a real journey. Magic Moons Day, isn't it? Certainly is. It certainly is. The uh, this is this the uh, the warm up to the quaddy. We uh, we don't even get to kick off. The shame this race isn't in the quaddy actually. This is a really good race. Yeah, this I'm, is I'm, a race. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. It's a race I'm most looking forward to. So um, really interested by a few uh, tactical choices here mm. and how certain. Uh, a few things will play out. Um, from a speed map point of view, I'm pretty confident the Nikonians are a reliable beginner and they know there's only one way that this horse wins horse races, um, and that's from leading. So the Nikonian will go forward. Um, the returning some sort will land on the Nikonians outside and um, the fly in the ointment horse, um, Bernard, potent secret, who... 
Roy Rogers, you can only presume he's lobbed in this race because he feels it'll benefit uh, Zatorio, uh, who will get back. Uh, <laughs> we'll either uh, sit three deep the trip. Um, there's always a chance this horse doesn't jump that yeah. well. The last start actually showed a little bit of early dash. So, but it did had to had to ride the ears off it though. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Well, this is this. If, if you can get five hundred to one potent secret, I wouldn't take it. So, mm. um, it's this isn't a winning chance, but this could really ruin the chances of a horse like some sort in the Nikonian. So. Sure. Jade may opt, I don't think she will, but she could look at potentially handing up if Potent Secret's really putting the pressure on I'm looking at like a Barracky Beats versus Valor Road situation last week. Mm. Um, the other option is she just kicks up in the middle, um, but in saying that again, that means she's going to be absorbing that pressure until um, until no doubt Potent Secret has led over has a thousand enough. though, some sort. She, imagine if she pings and crosses on yeah, the Conian. Yeah, 100%. But those days, um, she drew barrier, what was it, 5 2, two 4. Uh, and I think they were days where she was given the lead to some degree um so i i i, I it's interesting if she gets across an Aconian, uh if he if jade gets across and leads an Aconian, it's a different horse race mm -hmm. but i just can't i can't allow for that to be happening with the map mm -hmm. um Free trade, I presume. I don't know what the options will be there. They, it wouldn't surprise me if they they tell um, young Chris Graham just to to drop him out. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what else do you do? Do you say go forward, lead up the three wide line? Well, or do you go forward, oh. try and find the back of Potent Secret? Well, they're they're talking about Pinjar Classics and Bunbury Stakes. I don't think they're going to be cooking free trade like. Um, so you, th you think he's dropped out? I think he'll be ridden conservatively. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that so conservatively. I don't see this is this. Uh, it might be heading into another tantrum here. Mm. You've either, from Barrier 9 with a young apprentice on, you've either got to say to him, um, I think you do. If you tell him, oh, just look for cover midfield, there's, there's more than likely going to get caught deep. Mm. Like, it's a tough ride to do so, especially over the 1,200. Um, but if, if you tell him just to go back to last and, and look for the right card up on the back of a horse yeah. like Chick's Pick or... Um, That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Or uh, Zatorio even, who I don't think will give him a great card up. Then I think um, Chick's Pick is the horse he's going to be able to track into the race yep okay that that'll be really interesting to watch but i just think free trades a um a massive take on here with the kid going on so from barrier nine uh he I mean, we've seen enough to suggest he could be good enough to sit deep and win the race but mm. uh there's a couple of sharp ones here and uh, i am very very keen um on a horse whose form on paper uh, suggests it probably should be 10 to 1, and I'm happy taking $3.50 in um, Mr. Genoa. Um, 10 to 1. On paper. So what I mean by that, let me explain why his form on paper is. I've marked him 280. I'll just clarify 285, that. me. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Actually, uh, shared mods with Luke last night, so hopefully he doesn't knock off. I just saw the price starting to just lower down a bit, so I need to rush this podcast so I can get down the back of myself. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you're talking Heron Sand, Hay and Lad, Concrete Madame, Speed Bandit, yeah, uh, that's that's not really. I see what you mean, yeah. That's not. That's what I mean by the paper form. Yeah. Not looking like. Oh dear, that's a, a bit of a concern. But it's the way he's won. It's the way he's carried the weights. It's just there's a presence about this horse that's um to me suggests he'll go to the next level. I mean, we've seen the stable or Luke's dad at least um, Peter do it with horses like um, Pins Royale, Little Fish. Um, some others. They're, they're the main two that, that come to mind. But uh, I, I, I've been saying from the start, I think this bloke could be um, could be even better than those two. Pike's three from three on this bloke includes one start back when he was with Durant, I think, before he went over to Melbourne. Um, he's got a few tricks, but what I like about him here, and the a lot of this is about trusting Luke and him having the horse right, and then it's just up to whether the horse is up to this type of level. Luke 
trained uh, in the same Kalgoorlie round, Mr. Genoa and Zeeble. Neither had a trial. He trained them both um, off a few months let up uh, to win and win incredibly well, fresh. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to trust that he knows how he has to have the horse to win without that trial. I think it can be a bit tricky out the gates at times, but he also um, has really pinged the lids quite well. He can land on the back of some sort just about here um, in the 1-1. One, one. And from there, if, if he's as good as I think he is, do you know what it is, BJ? It's game over. Game, set, match. It is, yeah. It really is. So, um, My danger, uh, my danger, he does, doesn't have the class to win this race, I don't think, but he's the value, she's the value, um, is why choose her. Uh, she's not a 1,400-meter horse. Forget those two runs. Put lines through them. She is a 1,200-meter horse. She loves Pinjara. Mm-hmm. Probably stiff not to beat Flower Award two starts ago, who yep. nearly held off free trade, who's in this race from a worse gate. So do some correlating of those form lines, and it does make sense. If you get that rain in the morning, have a look at why choose her's record on the softer ground. So if the rain does come, that 18 to 1 each way why choose her is huge shopping. So. Maylee does need a circuit breaker, though, doesn't he, at the moment? He does. I mean, we got we got Maddie Derrick to win from yesterday on uh, push to pass. On push to pass, mm-hmm. yes. But uh, eighteen to one is well, well, well above my uh, rated price for why choose her. I'm interested to hear what you had her uh, at. Well, I had my favourites pretty thing. I'd have had why choose her twenty dollar chance actually. Okay, yeah. okay. I thought I might. I did have a feeling I might be somewhat aligned with uh, why choose her. But uh, I'll be playing this race heavy. Mr. Genoa, but I'll be making why choose her. And again, at around the $20 mark, we need very little on to make it a winning race for um, for her to salute. Where are you at? I suspected you were, would be going chips in Mr. Genoa. Mm. Um, I think free trades are lay. I'm happy to play around him. So I was looking at some sort and Mr. Genoa. Mr. Genoa, I marked favorite, 285. I just wanted to see some sort in action I think this horse is really good. Uh, it's got a lot of lot of strengths, lot, uh, to, lot of strings to its bow. It, it just rolls forward. It's really tough. It, it what it was doing last prep was on just pure raw talent because it was doing so much wrong. It's got form around Red Can Man, Nicovi, Celebrity Queen, Rio Del Mar, some of the elite, uh, well, some of the standout three-year-olds. Uh, this season got form around why choose her as well it does yes that's mm, right probably should why choose her probably should have won that race from memory actually 52 and a half first up the trial matched strides with regal power in its lead-up trial at lark hill time was there some sort if it can elevate like i expected to do i reckon she can really take it up to mr genoa mr genoa for me is the horse to beat 285 favorite marked i think some sort can can really take it up to him they're going to fight the finish out and i and i will be laying free trade where does us uh, so you think some sort can win sitting outside the Naconian, or you think uh that he might have the speed to get across i suspect that they're going to be going handlebars down with potent secret yep which will which will mean that it's going to be going so quick that some sort can land in the one-one in a yeah, rhythm okay. without having to break stride. Yep. Okay. So, I, and I suspect that the Nikonian will be pretty keen to hold the front, so that will create pressure with potent secret coming across, creates pressure and separation. So, I believe some sort can can is flexible enough to land one-one with a with the speed on, settle well enough, and still find a way. Mister Genoa is a really big horse, um, needs a bit of galloping room. Be interested to see. I 
I think Pike will be pretty keen to keep him off the fence mm-hmm. on Saturday. He won but, well on the fence on uh, in the Country Challenge. Yeah. He up, the, the gap did open. The, the gap did part that day. And it was a good place to be on the day. So the only way I can... Well, Mr. Genoa, if it's inside horses looking for runs, could be problematic. Mm-hmm. Some sort for me. I like it. This is a, a probably, as I said before, the, definitely the most anticipated uh, viewing race of the day for me, BJ. And yeah, it, free trade... Is a is a star really in the making? He's hundred percent. Yeah. This 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 and Chris setup, Graham is riding more and more winners as much this, as I. This setup make. doesn't quite look right. So happy to take him on, guys. Yep. No, that's uh, that makes complete and utter sense. And I'm with you there. Definitely not with you on some sort, but uh, with you on taking on free trade. So I look forward to some sort and Mr. Genoa sitting down and uh, fighting it out until there's 200 meters to go. And Mr. <laughs> Genoa wins by six. <laughs> The $250,000 Magic Millions. Uh, we've probably gone a bit deeper than in a few of these races and anticipated, but this is one we probably will get through relatively quickly. Uh, well, I don't have a huge amount to say. Gemma's son should be winning the mm-hmm. horse race, but I'm not ever, ever, ever um, taking a dollar thirty-five about a two-year-old. This move is wild. It is, isn't it? it I, I, th- I did think the dollar eighty was wrong. I thought dollar fifty, dollar sixty was probably the right price, and who knows? Um, he may get back out to that uh, that sort of price um, on Betfair late. But um, pretty sure when I was doing the form yesterday afternoon, it was a dollar sixty-five. Yeah. Woke up this morning, a dollar thirty. Yeah, across the agencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite incredible, isn't it? I um, I think the the big interest here is whether uh, Simon Miller's Keep Your Feet um, holds up. I really think they this should. Is, this is the race. Yeah, this is this, yeah. is this is well, this is what they're saying. And Simon's a he's a very astute man in regards to targeting the right race. He he would have liked to win first up, I'm sure, but this is the this is the horse race that he'll uh, he would have uh, want to. Want to be winning? We know he has a big opinion of this bloke. I, I don't think he can. Um, I don't think he can win. But if he can hold up and keep Gemma's son outside the leader up to the twelve hundred, there's, there's got to be some type of risk. Um, like I, I'm not going to be tipping anything with a huge amount of confidence here. But I, I just want to have something very small each way at twelve to one on um, precautionary. You're getting twelves mm-hmm. in about two sixty. Pike will know where Gemma's son is in the run. He'll. Oh, I wouldn't surprise. It just wouldn't surprise me to see precautionary on the back of Gemma's son, and and yeah, I just think from there you just you'd love to have something on Willie Pike in a feature of this nature. So, um, making you're getting you're making a profit if if it's a top three finish at about two sixty a place. So, um, very small for me. Bj precautionary each way, and it's it's a, it's an easy bet too. Yeah, Gemma's son is the obvious. Couldn't couldn't in good conscience tip you into a dollar forty pop. I'm like Terry. I'm going to have something on two to beat him. Mm-hmm. Watch me dance and precautionary. Now, I haven't seen you dance actually, Bage. You've got a couple of reasonable <laughs> moves. This, this, Watch, this, 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 uh, this feeling might be better than you, though, I suspect. Yeah, I, 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 let's hope so. Let's hope so. At $17 at yeah, the moment. She's really got it. I guess with the money coming for Gemma's son, dollar And money for Chick's Chatter, which is interesting as well. Stable mate for Gemma's son. So, yeah. Good um, yeah, not for me. Watch me dance. You, you, honestly, you don't see two-year-olds do what she did on debut. Was a conspicuous last. Was ridden really cold in that thousand-meter two-year race at Bunbury, and then just Ryan Hill edged her out into the middle of the track, gave her galloping room, and she just went whoosh. You'd say he pushed the button in the end, wouldn't you? Yeah, and then he, she's she's gone to the line, ears pricked. That was some win. Mm-hmm. It just got me thinking. Can, could any of those other? 
any of other other runners in this race had have done been able to do what she did at Bunbury on debut. That was something else. So. My only concern is that they all made ground in that race. The leaders stopped and there was quite a few of them. That was by far, she was by far the her, most impressive. Her last 600 was four and a half lengths faster than any other runner in, in that race. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. I should I should have done a bit more research before commenting there. No, you're right. I, I just, I, you just reminded me of that because, and um, anyway, so... For me, four, drawn four with Brad Parnham on board, doesn't have to get back like she did the other day. Actually has a bit of gate speed at the trials. So I wouldn't I wouldn't think she'd be further back than midfield with cover. Watch me dance, has obvious closing speed. I think that if she can repeat that debut or hold that debut form, and if Gemma's son's a touch off, especially Gemma's son taking on the 1200 meters, and if she if, if he lands in the breeze, there's a couple of vulnerabilities there that I'm looking to expose, and I agree with the 100% precautionary as well. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm I'm looking to play win uh, each way bets precautionary and watch me dance. I like it. I like it. Let's try. Let's and try get, and get uh, this thing. But even though let's like, try and get yeah. Well, we got Jericho missile beaten in the Karakata. Uh last time. David Harrison had a favourite uh, in a two-year-old feature. So. Sorry, Harry. Sorry, Harry. Yeah, it's nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing <laughs> yeah. personal. It does sound personal. Nothing yeah, personal, but we can't uh, we can't be uh, loading up uh, no. listeners with dollar forty pounds. No, 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 definitely not. Uh, go broke. Uh, the three-year-old um, Magic Millions trophy. Uh, interesting little field, but could you give any more than three runners a chance here bernard to me it looks like um the field really falls away after cryptic wonder money matters and tycoon storm sure does i suspect it's a one horse race though terry yeah i think you're uh, i definitely think you're right i'm uh, i'm i'm thinking i don't actually i actually don't know what you're on here but i presume we're on the same thing uh mia dolce um <laughs> no, that's not the horse we're tipping <laughs> I was just doing the math, Christ. Uh, yeah, Mia Dolce should lead from start to finish here. Uh, Mia Dolce, if holding the front, I think it's really important. If Mia mm. Dolce is crossed by Money Matters, I'd, 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 I wouldn't change my tune completely, but uh, I think that um, Cryptic Wonder will have its uh, have his work cut out mm. to get there. So, But Mia Dolce should hold up. Blinkers on. Yeah, with the blinkers on as well. Um, and it's a very quick horse early, Mia Dolce, when, uh, when she wants to be. Um, and Money Matter should land on, uh, Mia Dolce's outside. Probably leaves Cryptic Wonder, who does have some gate speed, um, on the back of Money Matters. And, uh, yeah, that should be all they wrote from there, I think, to be honest. Um, Cripper messaged me, he, he, he leaves. I probably won't mind if I say this. He's pretty big on Cryptic Wonder as well. And um, as he said it very well to me this morning in a text, he said, I think they've gone to the well one too many times potentially with money matters. So, um, Did Crypt- you find it interesting mm-hmm. Clint Johnston Porter chose Tycoon Storm over money matters? Yeah, I, I really did. Um, maybe he's looking at- What would you suspect his thought process Okay. Well, probably, probably not much. Uh, his thought process um, would have been, I don't want to lose the ride. He, he probably thinks overall Tycoon Storm might be the more promising runner. Mm. Um, so he's maybe thinking, I don't want to lose the ride uh, long term. He could be simply thinking, I, I love this horse. I think yeah. this is the star. 
Back to the 1200 is the reason um, we can't have a, it's, it's that simple. If this was a 1500, obviously different conditions for the other horses too, but if this is a 1500, the way she's been winning and that, and that form around her um, actually doesn't look too bad now with uh, with Pam Bella um, winning a Saturday race um, at her next start, mm. then you'd, you'd consider it. Uh, I think from the barrier, she probably ends up three or four pairs back and he's chasing Cryptic Wonder. And Can she, yeah, does she have the closing speed to get past Not, not over Wonder. 1200, no, I don't think so over 1200. Um, I, I usually like to take on the two-year-olds that are returning, but um, stable, jockey, the trials, everything, tick boxes. I actually had a big go, um, Cryptic Wonder, at his second career start. I think he was something like $2.50 to $1.60. And it was, and I think Pike admitted this himself, it was Pike's, it was the worst worst ride I've ever seen. Um, it was Pike's worst ride I've ever seen, basically. <laughs> he let horses take him on. He ended up getting a lot further back. He jumped off and he... Um, Oh, what did he say? There was a little one, typical little one-liner where he, one of my favourite things about Pike is he knows when he's made a made a blue. So uh, he'll be looking to atone here, and uh, I think um, especially if it lands in the back of Money Matters, game, set, match once again. Yeah, I'm with you, Terry. I think we've been waiting for a cryptic wonder. What what price do we want to recommend to get involved in? Well, I I marked him at even money pop. Yeah. What did you think? Crip had him two bucks as well for yep. those playing at home. A uh, dollar seventy, I would have probably said. I think uh, I really, really just stretched out the rest of the field. Though I mean, you're talking currently in the market horses like um, horses like Befunja, Elevens, Chatter Session, Seventeens. Like I'd have all of those. Push them right out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like not even the same sort of ballpark. So uh, in saying that, if if um, if me and Dolce was scratched. From the horse race, I, I would probably, um, I'd probably stay out at the even money just because of the the concerns. Money matters has been running some some good numbers. So. Yeah, very good numbers. Mm. Can he can he do it again though? That's mm. the thing. I think, back, I think that's back to the twelve. Again. And it's a hard way to race to just that extreme top end yeah. speed, sustained speed, sustained strength. Yep, looks a pretty good horse. Money matters, but can he do it again? Yeah, we'll I see. I actually marked. Tycoon Storm second five. Did you? Yeah, ahead of some, followed, uh, ahead of followed money CJP's lead. Did you? Yeah, yeah. CJ, that's a good push from CJP. Mm, um, and um, obviously, Tycoon Storm gives him a really good feel. Must be a pretty cl- pretty smooth mover. So happy to follow CJP's lead. But to me, this is this is Cryptic Wonders race. Very keen. Yes, Crippa Wonder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, <laughs> then let's move on. Uh, race nine, the staying race. Always enjoy a good staying race. Rockingham Ram handicap. What's it called? The Rockingham Ram. What's that? I don't know. Maybe it's a football Have you heard club. Of the pub down there. Do you know what it's called? Uh, swinging Pig or the something. The Swinging like? Pig. Yeah, mm. isn't that a cracking name for a pub? Rocking for those. It has to think about it. Rockingham Swinging Pig. That's right. Very funny. That's <laughs> good stuff. I really enjoy that. Uh, the staying race, uh, Bernard, I think we'll probably be in a similar boat here. Uh, we really took on too close to Sun last week, but uh, to me, he stands out, especially the um, the the way he went, like a scolded cat over the 1800, could only have derived um, a lot of fitness and a lot of benefit from that. Mm. And uh, yeah, it looks awfully hard to beat here. Yeah, well, I thought he'd win the other day, and you were you were correct. You took him on, and he was sus- he, he was susceptible. Uh, too close to sun, really, really 
exciting staying type i think he's just going to find the front i reckon he could steamroll these yeah no i'm not uh not disagree- disagreeing with this week and the best part is we get a price about him mm. this week i think um i was 280 terry what did you yeah I, I was 260 but i've got a uh, strong notation um suspect he could start a lot shorter will be the money horse so mm. take the early quote if, if if for whatever reason too close the sun doesn't turn up is there anything outside of the market that yeah could, yeah I, I think there is and and the issue for me isn't well obviously if it doesn't turn up but the the main issue for me is these staying races we've seen some uh, funny little moves and funny some awkward little so what if I mean the the one horse I look at that could be an absolute little little uh, nuisance? Like, nuisance thank you I didn't need all that. it's not sacks on sacks off is it it is sacks on sacks off it can't win the horse race mm-hmm. it cannot win the horse race this isn't a, I, I tip sacks on sacks off when it last one in uh, Ascot at about 60 to 1 that were the good old days I'm actually tipped a winner and um, it could be a nuisance with a mid-race move and taking the but in saying that I reckon Noski won't want to walk them here and go at a pace that allows that to happen I don't think the horse will allow him to do that either no he no, likes the, to roll. 100%. But it, that's that's a concern that if something like that, I don't think Dicoletto um, or Misty Lads or uh, or even Arnie's boy, horses that don't mind going forward and racing in the speed, having their first goes at the 2000, I just don't think they'll have any real interest in, in wanting the top or, or taking on too mm, close. Looks to set up for the fave, doesn't it, really? Really like, does. Yeah. really does. From a weight's point of view, Barbie Will Do gets five kilos off Morning Song and Barrier Position. Um, really like Jade being on. It's the one Brett Pope horse that's been performed pretty well yeah. over the last couple of months um so yeah probably probably barbie will do a clear second elect and then mackenzie brook and, and morning song are, are pretty true stayers it can mm. always run on into a place and for your wider exotic players i think um with 52 and a half i think blue traces in the right type of race to, to run a nice little um to run a nice little bolter mm. but uh too close to sun three bucks currently um let's get involved Good. Yeah, for me, I'm with you, mate. Too close to sun all the way. If Mackenzie Brook is probably my standout second mm-hmm. selection, I marked her. Do you reckon she would have won last start? Yeah, yeah, yeah I reckon. Yeah, me yeah. too. Just got just got caught in a bad spot. Sucked back through the field. Impacted galloping room was impacted in the straight. Should have won. Mackenzie Brook. I marked her second fave, and she's uh, currently eleven dollars. So. That's the one. Uh, that's the only logical danger for me. Yep. No, I like that. Then the problem, the reason I, I think I had Mackenzie Brook a touch longer than that was the twenty two hundred back to two thousand. It looks like it wants every inch um, of the twenty two hundred or, or even further. So, um, yes, good to see a promising stayer, um, potentially a future Perth Cup horse um, in the making. Um, up to the correct distance so good luck to lindy smith there anyway the lucky is this the last have we this made it here. we've made it <sighs> we got there eventually all right do you have any strong opinions in the uh final I think you're forgetting something very important Terry. oh i am what is I it i am it's the uh it's the get out uh the get out stakes bernard and this week it's a little bit more difficult to win the S-T-E-A-K-S because we don't have uh, a, uh, a Catherine wheel, which we can all lump on and just try and get the right uh, the right margin. Mm. So um, I like this. I like a nice open finish to the day. And uh, I'm actually very interested to hear your thoughts here. Okay, so the Market City Meats Get Out Steaks, $50 gourmet beef package up for grabs. Remember to at the 1-1 pod on Twitter 
who you think will win the race and a decimal winning margin. Send that through to us before, bounce down, and um, you can be in the running to pick up your Market City Meats pack uh, from Timmy Hewitt. Now, what a very interesting wide sort of race to end the day. We've got some f- interesting first uppers. We've got horses coming from different form lines. This is all over the shop, Terry, and it was proved very challenging late last night to marry up all the form. Um, yeah, it was very uh, headache-inducing stuff. How did you have? Where did you have uh, map-wise, market-wise? I'm not tipping this horse, by the way, but it's probably one of the more intriguing runners for the day. The Barry Newnham, King Blitz. Noel Rudland, ridden. Uh, King Blitz, who actually trialled really nicely, and the form around it in the trial actually looks pretty good with uh, Shinju Cup Knights uh, all running pretty good races first up. Do yourselves a favour, go back and watch the oh. King Blitz replay from the 5th of September 2018. Peter Edwards. Peter Edwards. Mm. You just don't see no. things like that. That was extraordinary. It was very similar to Angry Annie yesterday at, um, at Geraldton, actually. Just, just, just simply a class above them. It was just that that simple. So he can win this horse race, you know. He, this this eleven or twelve bucks could end up looking, and he will sit three deep, no cover here. I have absolutely hundred percent, no doubt, he sits three deep, no cover here. Um, I've got him outside leader. I had outside Bella Liberty. Ah, uh, okay. Sterling Estates probably the horse that's that the uh, is the question mark horse. Yeah. So yeah. I reckon they'll try and kick up with Sterling um, Estate, and I, I think I've got. I think it'll probably hold up from Bella Liberty, but I can definitely see how you could have Bella Liberty um, crossing Sterling Estate A because that horse can occasionally not be super quick, and yeah. B because they might want to take a sit at twelve hundred. Yeah. So um, yeah, you could have that map either way, but I can definitely see um, why that is. Well, if, if, well, to, if to, Noel, answer you, to answer your questions. King Blitz. He, he lands outside the leader. Yeah. Tell you what. First up for uh, 500 and how many? 500. 504 days. days. Noel Rutland, wide gate. My notes they just can't have here. Oh, I was in a mood last night, I'd say, by, uh, by that stage of proceedings. But, Trial uh, behind Cup Night recently? Yeah, 100%. Look, I while I was happy to knock him at probably midnight last night, mm. I, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be throwing him in your quaddy. But um, yeah, where, where were you? Where were you heading? Yeah, look, I'm not very confident at all with my on-top selection, but I ended up landing on Ginger. 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 Now, I can see a three-wide line forming. I can see Chris Parnham being maybe the second horse in the three-wide line, saved up for one run over 1,200 metres. Ginger just needs to get to the outside with a Billy Galloping Room, has the closing speed to impact. The only other – the only – rider on that is if it's a really genuinely run 1200 how much of that sucks the closing speed out of out of ginger mm-hmm. and will it have too much work to do late do you think last start it was um disappointing or unlucky or a mixture i thought it had, i thought there was genuine excuses for it last mm-hmm. start it was um just got crowded for room by zachariah bow on straightening and then it got caught in a bumping duel pocketed come back out and was coming again late i reckon it went to the line better then Zatorio, who has significant closing speed. I just think just needs room. Mm-hmm. Just needs room. We saw two starts ago behind Indian Pacific at Ascot Pike just saved her up for saved him up for one run, got her to the outside and really set some pretty strong um, clo- closing splits late behind Indian Pacific. This is this is gonna be tough. It's gonna be an ask, but that's why it's about 10, 11, probably gonna be better longer on the day um, from a pricing point of view. I just 
I could I could say Sweet Dreaming again is the obvious. I could make a strong case for Bella Liberty three year old uh, resuming first up, and Bobcat Johnny didn't have a lot of luck first up at Ascot the other day. But I just just suspected that if Ginger's going to win one of these, this could be his race. Not with a lot of confidence though, Terry. And, and not uh, forgetting yeah. our man, Magic Mike Santich has Denim Pack yeah. racing well. He could be the blowout it's as well. It's not impossible either. Yeah, this is a, uh, a good luck end to the quaddy type of race. Um, I had Ginger in my four. On another day, just, um, mm. I just, I agree with you there. I would have liked to have seen, I wish Joey pushed out a little bit earlier so we could have seen how well Ginger would have hit the line. Rob, probably, if she's going to win that, if she was going, if she's going to win this race, she probably would have won that race. I don't know if I don't know. What price would Eltani be in this race? Do you That's think? the question. Well, it's hard. Probably, probably high single digits. Mm. I'd suspect. Um, pending draw, obviously. Um, yeah, I think if he, I think we just need to see Ginger. I don't know. I, I can see him win this race definitely. I know that I want to take on uh, Sweet Dreaming. Mm. That's it's had three absolute park specials in a row from good gates. It's going to get another good gate here, but this is harder uh, in all in all. I like going to go as a horse. Um, that's who he um, who uh, Sweet Dreaming beat last start, but it, all in all with the 60 kilos, I think this is a harder race. So you've probably got to now take on Sweet Dreaming, uh, even though Holly Locke uh, has this bloke absolutely flying since she got him back from the pierces. Coming. Um, but yeah, there's a million chances. I mean, if, even if you look at a horse, I'm, I, won't, I won't be able to have him in my four, but um, uh, Luke Fernie's uh, Truth and Lies, his win two starts ago was a really nice win up on the pegs. Um, against Route 88, who uh, was actually going pretty well at the time. Mm. He then came out in the Mungrup, didn't have much luck, only mm. 3.7 off some nice horses in the Mungrup sprint. So um, Mitchell Pavement from one, if he can land one or two back on a hot fence, which at times at Pinjarra isn't, he's mm. not impossible. Um, but the way I'm going, and, and my this tip, probably the same as Ginger, I reckon. I reckon our two tips both need a lot uh, of similar things to occur. We want to see... Um, we want to see Bell of Liberty probably not get it soft mm -hmm. and King of Blitz lead up a three wide line. Yep. I think that'd be ideal for Ginger. And I think it would be ideal for Solid Azza mm. uh, as well. So uh, I was on Solid Azza last time out when he was, or she was 450 to about 280. 270 in SP, yeah. She's a horse who uh, gets off the bit and needs a bit of chasing. Lee Newman won on her first up at, uh, at York in a maiden when she was wide the whole way. But um, she actually... Um, she actually won really well. Second up came out in a massive leader by his day and race, running really nice splits behind Dewey West. Would have won last start, I believe, with clear galloping room. Probably should have gone to the outside and uh, a bit like Ginger. This is very similar to Ginger. Should have just utilised that room. Um, it was Cocky Joy who, who ended up winning that race. I like the step up to 1,200. I like the blinkers going on. I think the instructions will be give this bloke room. They would have seen the three races uh, he's had today. They would have she she. I really need to get better at the uh, at the at that. Uh, she has um, yeah. She's looked like a horse that has some X factor about her. I think the main issue is she hasn't learned the caper a hundred percent yet, and she switches off in her run. Yeah, I noticed early she was struggling to keep up. Yeah, she was. So up. that's that's my maybe major the, concern. Maybe the blinkers might help with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just and the concern is when you step up in grade, it's hard to do things wrong and still win unless you are really good. So mm. she's. 18 to 1 though, BJ. I don't know what price you had her, but I've marked her closer to 7, 8 to 1. Um, I was $11 solid as well. Yeah, $18 each way. That's that's me. And it's it's really simply me. But um, yeah, if I was doing a quaddy, which I no doubt will be, I'd be having 1, 2, 3, 4, 
six, seven, eight. They could even have Norse Code, who I think is a nice horse for the, the Wolf Yard. And uh, the 13, so I'd be taking a few runners, Beach. But uh, solid as a each way and Ginger for you. Ginger for me, yeah. yeah a bit of, bit of value to finish off the day, huh? Yeah, and we're interesting. I mean, Bella Liberty looks a really quality three-year-old filly for Adam Durant. Interesting to see what sort of progression she's made in her time away from racing. Her lead-up trial was solid. She goes good. So obvious obvious winning chance as well. 100%, yeah, 100%. So good, good luck in the get-out stakes, listeners. Yeah, so good, if, if you win luck. it this week, you would have earned it. You would have earned those stakes, that's for sure. 100%. All right, we got their beach. Ten races down. Um, now let's, uh, let's land on a best. What's... Uh, do, were we best? going to change the name of our Oh, best? yeah. What were we going to call it? The best betting proposition. Of the day. Of the day, yeah. We can't <laughs> say of the year because, uh, well, then again, I tend to have a new one every week. But, uh, yeah, the best betting proposition of the uh, of the day. Bernard. Cryptic so. Wonder is my best betting proposition of the day. Okay. I tossed up between Cryptic Wonder and one other. And uh, I'll go the other. It's a little bit uh, a longer price. But um, you've already thrown out Cryptic Wonder. Mr. Genoa. Genoa, uh, yeah. Yeah, I... I very, uh, I, I've, it's a risky one. It's not, it's not one, it's not really my type of bet, but I just, I really like this horse jockey trainer, mm. uh, speed map, just ticks a lot of boxes for me. So, um, yeah, around about 350, four bucks is on offer. Um, but this is one week I'd be really happy, uh, and probably even suggesting a little double on our best together at around the seven, eight dollar mark. I think that's, um, that's pretty nice shopping for a couple of pike. Potential superstars from Good Gates. Good Gates and uh, Good Yards as well. Yeah. Maddie. <laughs> Maddie, Terry. Mm. This is this is your territory, Terry. Well, what have what have what have you got? I've tipped a bit of value today, but mm. I've tipped nothing at the uh at the $20 mark, I have overthought written down as my Maddie. I, I thought because one agency has $21 up still. So mm. uh, I thought that would tick him in. I actually thought he, I would be one of very few that would be uh, finding... Um, uh, would be on board and uh, would start quite a quite a bit uh, quite a bit longer, but it sounds like um, uh, may not be as well hidden as I'd first suspected. So uh, I'm going to make over thought my Maddie, um, and we can shop it just on twenty to one. Bj, what about you? Did I steal yours? No, no. Oh, I know where you're going. Can I guess? Go for it. Resistance. Resistance is yeah, my Maddie. Yeah, that's a good Maddie. Like um, Resistance is, uh, as I said, ran second in this exact same race last year. Hasn't had a lot of luck. First two runs back from a spell. Gets a big price at the moment. What 50, is it? $41 um, is best available as yeah, we speak. So That's a very um, nice quote. For, for her, but I mean, everything has to go right for Resistance and we're well aware of that. But at the price, and also if he's not quite – Maddie territory at the moment $18 best available for Heza Parker in race two in a seven horse field and there's probably about three who can't win Heza Parker looks a bit of value for me as well yeah I don't mind that in a race where it's going to be a uh, a bit of a funny looking little uh, speed map um, yeah it's one of those races where anything can uh, sort of be, uh, be thrown up uh, have you got any horses for us to follow before the- before we yes. do that just on the uh, the Betfair lays, oh, yes. Terry. Yes. So um, 
Terry's been throwing out horses that uh, he wants to lay and makes them available on Betfair, usually mm-hmm. on a Thursday evening. Is that right, Terry? Yeah. yeah. And um, he, uh, other WA racing punters, Pete McCormick, the bookmaker, is uh, gets involved as well and follow him on Twitter because he's always throwing out his um, the horse that he wants to take on. I think he took on successfully Harry Thomas he did. last week. He did, but yep. the key thing last week to look over that as well, he put up three bucks and Harry Thomas never traded above $3. Mm-hmm. So uh, he put up a very generous quote. So uh, it's worth looking at a few of these. And um, yeah, I think that... Uh, did Daniel Cripps say he wanted to get involved in the Betfair Lays as well? He did Jerry? mention that, whether it was hot air or not, I'm not sure. But uh, let's put a bit of pressure on him, see if he can uh, chuck up one for the boys this week to uh, to get involved in. So let's see if we can um, make it a bit of a, uh, a bit of a spreading. It, it, it disappoints me, and it's always going to be the case that there's never liquidity in Betfair until four to, sort of five, ten minutes before the jump. But it'd be nice if... Um, we can get a few, even a few bookmakers that are happy going on there or uh, a few uh, avid punters uh, or opinionated punters like myself that um, are happy putting up some prices early. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun, I reckon. So, so Leighton's Lays. Leighton's Lays. Well, I was going to have a third. I'll, I'll think about the third. But at this stage, um, Magic Empire best around is about 360. I'll put that somewhere up around the $5 mark. Um, and Serenity Bay. Um, Serenity Bay is a risk for me because... It's not. I'm very happy laying it. I've marked it well above the two dollars thirty, but I'm. You marked eight dollars. I did. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably a bit over the top. I uh, I'm hopping into a few. Uh, I'm hopping into a few of the other ones in the race. So the problem for me is if I lay that, it doesn't get back out to the price, um, and then I hop into the others. It can just be an absolute diabolical event for me but that won't stop me we'll still do that so serenity bay will be going up well above the 230 um we'll get that around the 350 380 mark i'd suggest um and i'll have a look through and find one more for later but um yes they'll be up on uh betfair for when you listen to the podcast uh so podcast listeners can have the first crack at me yeah, so follow Terry, Pete McCormack, and Daniel Cripps on Twitter and get the early running on some really good pricing available on the Betfair Exchange. Time for our horses to follow, Terry. Yeah. Now, we've, actually, we've, we, the, the horses to follow in Top Notch Trialers continue oh. to bob up for us, Terry. That's all we we're not, do, we're not always on, but they continue to bob up. So uh, since last week's podcast, we've had Mood Goddess, Dom to Shoot, and Pucker Punyal all win. They were a combination of horses to follow and top-notch trialers. And a combination of Betfair lays. And I tried to lay Dom to Shoot, right, at eight bucks. Yes. Nobody took a cent. Is that right? Thank God, yeah. Nobody wanted it. So I think it tried. I think. I didn't follow the two-year-old market that I'm pretty closely. sure it pushed out to double figures. I reckon it, yeah. it did. So yeah. it actually would have been, I probably would have bought back. So it probably would have mm-hmm. been a good result if someone did take it off me. So it's a shame. So anyway, we're, we're, we're finding a few for the listeners, Terry. So have you got any horses to follow off, uh, that, yeah. that you want to get started on? I do. I'm t- tossing up whether I actually wanted to throw one out or not, BJ. I wanted to keep it to myself, but um, we'll uh, we'll throw it out and just hope I can bet everyone to the price. Um, I reckon a horse, since he's come back from Geraldton and gone to the Jim Taylor yard, um, a mare by the name of Lauren Tinio, um is just a different uh, a different horse the way especially in chloe handles uh, her really well as well so um she was huge last start and at first up a few people asked me oh is she a chance i said no they'll yeah. just drop it out give it a run like it's like what they'll do is spilling over this week this is the plan with a, a lot of the jim taylor runners is they're not really interested in tacking the win first up it's more about getting them ready into building, the prep building 100 yeah. i 
I reckon this is the best to follow I've thrown out yet. I reckon that um, I reckon should be missed by a few bookies. I think obviously we don't know what race she's going to be in. Um, at I imagine it'll be a fourteen. Yeah, like exactly that. right. We don't know where she's going to draw their company, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, yeah, I just think the way she hit the line to me, it was just. Well, it was just, uh, I'm going to win um, my next start, guys. Um, another one I want to throw out, which probably a bit less, well, that's not too obvious, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, horse called Don't Fuss. Um, it just can only be ridden one way, and it's for Rome. It was taken back to the fence last start, and while it might not look great, even visually, um, that's not how you ride this horse. Have a look at all of its failures it's when you go back to the fence and the horse doesn't have the ability to um uh to really wind up into a race or, or do it a bit tough seems to enjoy belmont too doesn't it yes yeah i yep. will, will say though um sorry to cut you off there mate but julio santorelli did touch on don't fuss mm-hmm. could be a traveling companion with vital silver to oh, melbourne there so you go. We, imagine, might, we might get a real big price imagine, over there don't, imagine don't fuss thousand meters at the at mooney valley could yeah. uh could be so put it in your black book punters because you might not it might not show up in west australian racing but could could lob and at one of the feet one of the metro tracks in victoria we want him to uh we definitely want him to draw wide as well he's not a horse you want to see draw the inside marble uh the final one going off into the uh the country uh provincial horse. provincial prince yeah the yeah the pp <laughs> Uh, we want to wait for a race where uh, Abu Dhabi doesn't run into too much speed. His last few, even though he won his, he won two starts ago, he's just finding heaps of races with a stack of speed. I think Abu Dhabi is flying. I think Joanne Leeson's flying. I'd love to see Natasha Faithful on in a 70-plus, 1200 uh, meter race in Geraldton. I reckon it'll lead them a merry dance when given that opportunity. So Abu Dhabi is my final uh, horse to follow, Bernard. Excellent. My horses to follow. I have a very strong opinion of Mood Goddess. She won first up at Albany last Thursday. Follow her her wherever she goes. She's a playing God filly with a lot of upside. Well, I've already I've already touched on Montalina. Closed hard late. Ran money matters to what a half length long yep. neck on the line made things very interesting she's only going to get better with some actual con- continuity i think you touched on that when you were assessing her earlier in the podcast she just needs some regular racing and some more race experience and more distance as well so look out for montalina progressing through the autumn phillies sort of series goes good yep, really like 100%. her um i didn't mind the run of a three-year-old from the lindsay smith yard called apache pass was in a pretty reasonable three-odd race last Saturday. Got back, worked home nicely. It was his first run since being gelded. Keep an eye out for Apache Pass later on this campaign. And my last one, I've thrown out a few here, but this horse was a good thing beat in a maiden at Bunbury last Sunday. Horse by the name of Hula Hoops from the Justin Warwick stable. Good thing beaten? Just about. Oh, I tell you what, we were pretty, uh, the boys were pretty bullish on Tiff Spoken. I think, uh, Going pretty well. Is that the same race? Same race, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. maybe a good thing second. Yeah, good thing second. Yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> give me this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me one. <laughs> so Hall of Hoops, follow, just finds if it finds a maiden, it'll go be going very close, Terry. Yep. Top notch trialers. Mm. Have you found any trial for no, or you want me to take no. the lead? Do you ever want me to uh <laughs> I think it's about eleven weeks in a row you've asked me now and I said no. So next week I'll probably not have one again. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll get cracking on the top notch trialers. Like the trial or like the performance of a horse called how's the serenity for the simon a miller yard magnus two-year-old trialed at belmont on monday very nice performance how's the serenity 
There was two three-year-olds which fought out the finish of Heat 8 at Belmont on Monday. Three-year-old maidens, the both of them. Melody's Secret from the Jim Taylor Yard and Rhythm Star, trained by Colin, uh, Colin Webster. They fought out the finish. Both three-year-old maidens, I, I think you can follow both of those horses moving forward. They'll be, they'll be placed to advantage by those yards and they'll be going close in whatever they line up in. And there was a nice quiet trial. I have been targeting Heck McLaren's stable. I reckon he's mm, just yeah. about to get warm. Three-year-old maiden, ex-Celestial, ran some nice races uh, um, last time in work. It was given a really quiet trial at Larkill on January 20 in Heat 8. Watch the replay from that one, Terry. I like how we're on Heck Watch at the moment. Heck we? Watch. We're really on Heck Watch. Hashtag, yeah, hashtag, hashtag Heck Watch. Heck of a day when he... Uh, <laughs> When he uh, trains a few, he put Crea crazy in you discussed last week, but it was an emergency, so I don't think it's going to get a run. Yeah, it's not the right race for crazy. No, it's either. not. I, I get I get a bit frustrated when these trainers try and bite off more than they just. If you get a little maiden like that, just put it into a staying maiden somewhere. You just go through the grades. You don't need to go straight to a sixty plus as a uh, an unplaced maiden. But anyway, that's a Terry's tantrum for another day, perhaps. For another day, we're yeah. looking forward to Terry's tantrum becoming a um yeah a part yeah. of the, part a real. Part of the show. We'll slow, once once we can get it below two hours, we'll slowly work it in somewhere, hey? So once, this, once we get back to eight or nine race cards, maybe. So this whatever happened to segments starting to starting yeah. to kick off, Terry? Got an email from uh, who'd you get an email from this week? Got an email back from Natalie Young. Yep. So she is the co trainer uh, with her partner Trent Sutton of Ping Me Another. Ran uh, third in the West Australian Derby behind mm-hmm. Regal Power and Cockney Crew. Just asked how she was going, and I found like, race now, isn't it? Obviously, yeah, yes. It, yep. uh, sorry, in yep. Victoria, and um, funnily enough, she replied that she just picked up Ping Me Another on that day. That was on Tuesday, so Ping Me Another is back in work for the Besutton Young Yard in Victoria. So I imagine like ten or twelve weeks, you'll be seeing Ping Me Another at the trials or racing first up over there. So keep an eye out for Ping Me Another. We also, I also got some, um, got a response from Grant Williams regarding showmanship, Terry, who you mm. asked about last week. He just said that uh, Bob Peters, as he does, is giving showmanship time, but he'll be back for the Belmont season. So oh, not back in work just yet, but he shouldn't be too far away. He'll be getting wound up for the Belmont winter season of racing. Wonderful. Do you have any whatever happened to's? Uh, nothing this week. I'm more just. Um I was uh, interested to hear uh, about Sh- – I didn't know you actually had a response on showmanship, so that's uh, quite interesting. But no, nothing for me this week, Beach. Anything that uh, you've been waiting? Oh, I, I just wanted to raise a horse. I don't know if this is a bit of a sore subject for you, Terry, but Tin Snip. Oh, um, uh, yeah. WA's champion two-year-old didn't of the year back. last season. Mm. He um, mm. He's the size produce winner. He only had one start uh, this season so far. October 19, Ascot went poorly. I've written a speech, Peter. Do you want to tell the listeners? Nah, not really. Okay. Uh, so we'd uh, we'd basically we we're under the impression we were uh, we'd won the uh, two year old year. Dig deep. We dig is. deep. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I was uh, Dan had called me uh, a couple of days prior and said uh, if we if we do get it, which we're pretty confident we will, seeing as they've basically told us to bring as many owners along as possible. Uh, can you make the speech? A couple of tables full. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, I'm one to to shy away from those type of things. So I said, yeah, of course, not a problem. I had a few funnies in there as well. I was going to get. I might have even done Dan Pierce's voice while I was up there. We won't. Uh, we'll save that for another uh, another podcast, perhaps. But um, yeah, no tin snip um, pipped us on the post. You could say so. Uh, so no good. But anyway. 
We won the main race. That's all that matters. That's right. So just going to sound salty. Don't <laughs> I? No, I'm actually not. I actually don't really care that much. <laughs> Good story though. I would have loved to have heard that speech. Mm. Um, maybe after Dig Deep wins the Everest, we can uh, yes, we 100%. can we can recap. 100%. Tin Snip going to chase that up with Durant Racing. Just see where he's up to. Also doing the Cryptic Wonder form, and this is another touchy subject, Kelvin, who knocked off Cryptic Wonder that day, that uh, fateful day at mm. Belmont. Going to follow up with Kersley's, see where Fred Kersley to see where Kelvin is at. Speaking of Kersley's, Catherine Wheels trainer Karen Kersley had a horse which showed a bit of promise as a two-year-old Rubik Rose. Hasn't been seen for a while. Just going to chase up with um, sorry, with Karen Kersley to find out where Rubik Rose is at, Terry. Perfect. I like it. Always interesting. There seem to be there's a bit of a trend at the moment. We find out uh, when they pop up into this segment, they either seem to be coming into work or they just trial or, uh, yeah, they seem to be in action not long afterwards. So anyway, I think that brings us to the end of another uh, episode of episode 11 of the 1-1 podcast. Oh, also, um, uh, yes. we might be having a special guest in a couple of weeks. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I meant to mention that. So, uh, yeah, we will definitely uh, be having a special guest, not next week, but episode 13 on... Uh, well, Thursday week, week. Uh, Luke Fernie will be joining us. Uh, so very excited to have Luke along. Hopefully um, we can discuss how impressive Mr. Genoa yeah, was. on basking in the glory of Mr. Genoa victory, yes. 100%. Good luck to Luke with, uh, if it gets a run, Champagne Diva in the um, quarter of a million dollar Magic Millions on the weekend and Truth and Lies in the last as well. But um, yeah, we'll look forward to having Luke on in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, for this weekend, though, good luck getting through the 10 race car to Pinjarra. To anyone heading out to the track, it's a cracking day out there. Um, so make sure you go along and try and um, take as much money off Peter McCormick, who will be standing out there as you can um, in, in the uh, hopefully not too desolate bookie stall on what should be a nice day out at Pinjarra. But um, hopefully we've tipped you into a few winners and we can... Uh, celebrate a, another successful Magic Millions Day. Until next week on the 1-1. One, one.